This is the 117 Podcast with your host, Rafael Hernandez. Welcome, my friends. Congratulations. We got him. Bartomeu has finally resigned and it is with immense happiness that I that I record this. It's an unbelievable feeling. I just cannot say what exactly I'm feeling. It's a mix of happiness, contentment, relief, but most importantly is the fact that Bartomeu is gone and we can finally look forward to Barcelona's future once again. And this was done by each and every one of us. Everyone played an important part to get Bartomeu removed. He himself said that this waited a lot for him. We already knew that the social media campaigns, the pressure from socials online, the club members were really getting to him. And he basically just confirmed what we all knew. So he lies defeated. He lies resigned in disgrace. And we have won this battle. But it's important to take into consideration that things have only just begun we have only begun it it's the first step to finally have our club back on track to be able to actually look towards the future and be confident that things are going to get better that barcelona are going to get back on track so Of course, Bartomeu resigns as the worst Barcelona president of all time. I've been uh, a Barcelona fan for well over 20 years. And I can say with confidence, especially because I love reading about the, the club's history, that he is the worst Barcelona president of all time. What Juan Gaspar did at the beginning of the century was really awful and even before that he had the Figo situation in 98 and this entire mess but one thing that we can never say about Gaspar is that he didn't care for Barcelona he was a man that really loved the club of that uh, no one can can really doubt him he always loved Barcelona and he had that he, he will always have that even if Gaspar always comes on and he he gave, he gives interviews to the Spanish media and he always says a lot of rubbish but he he at least had some good intentions and that's and you have to take that into consideration when comparing him to Bartomeu because Bartomeu was in only for himself from the start and to the end how he egoistically held on to the To, to being the Barcelona president, it was really ridiculous, it was shameless, and he never cared for the fans, he never cared for the club, he never cared for, for our biggest legend that is Messi, he never cared for Johan Cruyff, so Bartomeu was just uh, a guy that was passing by, he is going down in history as the worst Barcelona president of all time, and I think that 50 years from now, if we are alive, I think that most of uh, most of us listening to this are going to be. There won't be a worse president than Bartomeu at Barcelona. Absolutely not, because it was really awful. When we look back at everything that he did, 
La Masia is a mess. He had the, the temerity of actually going to a final press conference and saying that he did a lot of good for La Masia. Where? I don't know. He was absolutely disastrous for La Masia. Let us recall that what José and he did uh, during the the first the, their first years actually led us to the transfer ban. We, we were banned from signing players for two windows. And he he is absolutely shameless. There's no other word for it. And of course, we can all recall the Juventus trashing and of course Anfield and you had Homer and the Bayer trashing. I will always look back at his presidency and think about Anfield. I don't think that Anfield is ever going to to leave me, you know, guys. It was easily the, the worst defeat that I ever suffered in football and I don't think that anything is ever going to get to that level because the level of investment that I had on that day, yeah, I don't think I'm going to get that anywhere soon. Eh? But this is this is the matter for another podcast. I want to dedicate a, an entire podcast to talk about Enfield in a later date. So let's do one thing at a time, shall we? And the humiliations on pitch were really terrible. But the most worrying thing is what he did to Barcelona off pitch because Barcelona right now are uh, a team that has no political pool. It's really important to play politics when you are in Spain and you are one of the biggest uh, clubs in the world, obviously. And he was awful at it. Tebas didn't respect him. Tebas is the La Liga president. And you had Rubiales in the Spanish Federation, another guy that clearly doesn't respect or fears Bartomeu because what we have seen with the video assistant referee for the past months when it compares to the Real Madrid and the Barcelona matches where VAR simply ignores the many many penalties and clear fouls against uh, Bar for Barcelona. And when it comes to Real Madrid, Real Madrid gets every little decision. So, yeah, it's a, it's a no-brainer when talking about this. And aside from that, the, the list grows ever stronger. Financially, Barca are a ruin. And I don't think that we have seen the actual reality of the club yet. In his final press conference as Barcelona president, Bartomeu said that Uh, the the managing committee actually needs to keep renegotiating the players' contracts, or the club is going to be in trouble. Yeah, when I heard about uh, when I heard this, it immediately came to to me that the the reality is as follows: the financial situation that Barcelona finds itself into is a lot worse than we know. Because if renegotiating the, the players' wages after cleaning the wage bill so much uh, with without Suarez and all of the other players, it's really strange and really worrying. I don't know what's really happening at the club. And no one does, except Bartomeu and the people inside. And the next president is going to be in deep trouble when he takes over. What we can find, I can only speculate, but I would say that the we already know that Bartomeu took the Goldman Sachs loan. We already know that he used 100 million of that to pay the wages. So we already know that Barcelona doesn't have enough money to pay the, the footballers and the workers at the club. 
So this is really worrying, but it might be deeper than that. We don't we don't know the what happened with the Griezmann loan. Let us recall that the club didn't have money to sign Griezmann and we took a loan from an American fund. We don't know which American fund was that until today. We don't know if it was paid. It likely wasn't. And you have the Sergino Des signing. I'm not saying that Des was a bad signing. Absolutely not. This isn't about the player. But Bartomeu reached an agreement with Ajax to only pay around 100 or 200,000 euros. Yes, up front. And the rest is going to be paid over the next two or three years. So, yeah, you're already damaging the, the, next, club, the next management without with your poor decisions so this kind of thing is really really dirty and Bartomeu also went there on the, the press conference and said that he accepted Barcelona to enter the European Super League and the club the the revamped club World Cup for those that don't know FIFA wants to expand the club World Cup to a bigger competition and they have spent a, not, a lot of money on that and it's funny because Barcelona aren't qualified to to play in the club World Cup by by its rules because Bar Barcelona has ha hasn't won the the club World Cup. It hasn't reached the Champions League final. It hasn't won a Champions League. It, it hasn't won a Europa League. So you are accepting entering a competition that you can't even qualify. It, it's that's ridiculous and. Explaining the Super League a bit, the idea behind the Super League is something that the European Clubs Association ha has been working for a long time. And basically, it's going to be around 14 founding members and another four that are going to be invited. At least that's the rumored, that's the rumors. And Bartomeu said that uh, Bar uh, Barcelona accepted going, being part of the competition. So this is a big confirmation for everyone. And this is something that is likely to get everyone really mad at Bartomeu because we already have seen Tebas reacting to it, attacking Bartomeu and Manchester United, Real Madrid, Juventus, Bayern, PSG. They're not going to be happy with Bartomeu to actually talk out loud about the Super League. It, it was likely too soon. So yeah, Bartomeu really has to ruin everything uh, before he leaves the Barcelona. It's, it's, it's really... I prefer to laugh than to cry because it's what what a joke this is, guys. And as most of you know from social media, I'm actually in favor of a Super League because it's inevitable and I would I would rather do it now because it's likely going to be an opportunity for the, the smaller clubs to actually grow if the if Barcelona and the other big dominating clubs actually leave the the local leagues so yeah i have a, a very different view i know that 99% of you actually disagree with me but this is for another podcast too well okay so getting back to the the rest of things the rest of my worries is we don't know what else Barca bartomeu has done with Bar barcelona it might be worse than we we think and i'm not only talking about the financial side i think that he has done a lot of shady things using the club's name too and the next barcelona president is going to have to to actually discover and uncover all of this mess inside of the club and bartomeu and his board are going to have to get sued by the next barcelona president because the financial damage they they have done for uh 
on the club. It's really a disgrace. And this is not about the pandemic, guys. We know that Barcelona was in a bad shape because of the pandemic. Uh, but these things have only gotten this bad because of Bartomeu. So let us not uh, fall into this pandemic excuse that Bartomeu loved to use. And... Aside from this, I don't. I think that m most of you won't recall this, but when Sandro Rosell was elected president in 2010, he actually sued Laporta with uh, action of responsibility against Laporta and his board because Rosell claimed that Laporta was actually he he left. Uh, Barcelona in a bad shape financially and we know that it's an absolute lie because this was done in the Catalan courts and we and Rosel lost the Barcelona lost because Rosel used Barcelona to sue Laporta and he lost of course but it was a very it was an awful time for Laporta and his board members I I know personally some of Laporta's former board members and they had lots of headaches because imagine you were managing Barcelona correctly all this time and then Rosell gets elected a very badly intentioned man and he starts to sue you so you have the threat of having to give tens of millions back to Barcelona when you didn't do anything wrong and let us recall that the judiciary system uh, not only in Spain but I would say everywhere is sometimes very unfair so imagine if one of if one of Rosel's lies using Barcelona actually worked Laporta and his board members could be in deep trouble so yeah this it's one of one of the dirtiest things that that Rosel and Bartomeu did with with Barcelona for the past 10 years and continuing I want to talk about what happens next now that Bartomeu is gone so Tuskets is the name of the guy that is going to be heading the managing community until the next Barcelona president is elected so who is this guy he he was actually the treasurer of Barcelona over 40 years ago He was the youngest treasurer in the club's history. He was only 27 years old and he has done lots of things involving banking and funds and all of this kind of thing that involves money. So is he a, a bad guy? No, he's not a bad guy as far as I know. You know how it is with Barca, you never know, but... I have talked to a few people that I really trust and that actually know him and I haven't heard anything bad about him. So that's a really that's a really good sign. So what is Tuskets going to do? Yeah, his name is really Tuskets, it's not Busquets. So you're you're actually uh, hearing this correctly. So Tuskets is going to have to call an assembly and everything and he's the one responsible to call for elections. So he has three months to call for Bar for the Barcelona presidential elections. Is he going to take that long? I don't know, but The earliest that we can have an elections now that Bartomeu and his board resigns is 32 days from now because you need an assembly, you need seven days for a campaign, presidential campaign. So there's a lot of things to sort out before the, the next Barcelona president uh, has to be elected. So long way to go, but until January, we are going to be having a new Barcelona president. So don't be worried, guys. Uh, I think that things are going to turn out well until then.
hopefully you never know but i am optimistic and you know how it is guys if i am optimistic it's because things are really looking good otherwise i would be complaining right and finally let's talk Messi's future lots of people have asked me this okay so now that Bartomeu is is gone is Messi going to stay or is, is he going to leave I don't know no one knows and it's up to Messi he wasn't he isn't happy being at Barcelona it's Bartomeu was part of the problem so the next Barcelona president is going to be elected until January, so then the next president is going to have a big opportunity of sitting down with Messi and say, okay, Messi, do you really want to leave? I want to persuade you to stay. And maybe it's going to work, maybe it's not. It's, if we start talking about Messi's future right now and we don't even have a president, I think that we are wasting our time. So, finally, my favorite candidate and the most qualified guy... The, the most qualified man to become Barcelona president, in my opinion, is Victor Font. I have talked with Victor Font many times, so I know he's a very transparent person. He he's really he has fantastic ideas about the club. So I know that he is the most qualified, and I've known him personally for five years already. So it's not it's not like I met him last week, guys. Just to make this clear, and the other good option, if Font doesn't win, let let us just say that Font is my first choice candidate. So if Font does not win, the one that I want uh, with the, pres the the presidency is Laporta. We know that Laporta built the treble side. He actually is responsible for all of the all of the success that Bar that Barcelona has this century, and he would be great just for that. Only he has good intentions too. Aside from these two guys, I don't even want to talk about the the rest of the possible candidates. I know for a fact that Jordi Rossi is not going to be running. And Sandro Rossell might come up, but it's unlikely. And we have Tony Freixa, who I don't like. Benedito has some good ideas, but not good enough. I don't see. I don't. I disagree with much of what he says. And we have Jordi Farrer, who likely doesn't have much much of a chance on winning the elections. But I also I also have known him for a long time, and he's not a bad person. He's a good guy. So this is what I have for everyone today. Take care, see you on social media. And once again, guys, if you like my content, please, please subscribe. Please uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, my podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and maybe give me a hand on Patreon too. So take care and see you on social media. Bye-bye. This was the 117 Podcast.